Hello, and welcome back to the Ox Unplugged, where film grain is a way of life. I'm Crispy Crab. I am Mr. J. Witt. And tonight, we are talking about dumbass old movies. Hey, no one said anything about dumb. I have I, No, movies. I'm not saying that as derogatory sets. I'm saying that as, like, it's so bad it's good. Like, No, I got hmm. good movies here. Oh, I, oh, do I would we say, I say I would have a few that fall into both categories. But I think the premise, as Jay pitched this to us, was what are some old movies that nobody remembers or is not, or for the most part, is not well known? Am I close? Yeah. Something along those lines, yes. And I've definitely got a plenty that fit that bill, but one at a time, I suppose. Because there's something about finding that little hidden gem or 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 that one little film that for whatever reason hit you just right. And if, even if it wasn't a critical box office success or it's not in the general zeitgeist, there's something about being able to share that and, and send it to somebody else and see them say, Oh wow. Yeah. That really is a good movie. Or man, I really enjoyed that. No, I just yeah. got good movies that are rated well in IMDb. I'm oh, sorry. You, just, <laughs> you took the easy way out. You don't have I, any. Mm, I'd be careful about that one. <laughs> oh, oh, am I being, am I being detained? <laughs> oh, man. Um, I mean, I can speak of one that I just watched recently that I thought was like, it was campy, but it was fun. And it is a movie from the 90s starring, of all people, Robocop himself, Frank Weller. And it is Peter. called Screamers. Peter Weller. Or Peter Weller. Jesus, I am terrible with names. I could forget my own name <laughs> if it wasn't written on my underwear. Um, but yeah, it's it's a movie called Screamers. It's a sci-fi horror movie from 1995, I believe. Which, I suppose that's far enough back that that counts as an old movie. Um, <laughs> fuck, I feel older now. Uh, anyway, uh, it's basically a movie that's set on this post-apocalyptically hellscaped planet where a corporation and the people of the resistance have been fighting for years and the resistance people made these hunter-killer robots called screamers because they basically let out this high-pitched screeching noise when they attack um and basically there's a lot of shit involving those things and a group of survivors led by frank weller himself and it's just it's such a 90s movie when you watch it like i it's it's hard to describe without knowing that sort of 90s aesthetic but it 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 fits it to a t and it just gets so ridiculous as it goes on which i think is one of the things that i really like in old movies that i think is kind of lost these days is you have these practical effects mixed with some over the top acting that just makes things so much fun you know uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't. I've never heard of it before. I, I've it's, seen the trailer. Like I've seen the the, the yeah. poster, but not really shaken at that much. I mean that that's fine if you haven't. It's my girlfriend put it on yesterday, and I was watching it. Which, um, it's so funny because I keep finding these old movies. It's just like, of course you know what this movie is because I find the weird, out there stuff. I mean. We both go to a horror convention every year that's for, like, horror movies, and it's a lot of fun. Um, this year, actually, was a really fun time because we got to see the movie The Shining with a live commentary from the the 
the guy that was um, Danny in Shining. The kid. Yeah, um, oh. he was he was talking about experience. Granted, a lot of it was stuff he he said he couldn't remember, but he did have some fun tidbits, um, just like times on set and things, just his own experience with everything, you know. And nice. Yeah, no, it was it was a really interesting experience, you know, just being able to. Like a movie, The Shining is so iconic. I feel like that's a movie that if if you're into classic, uh, older <laughs> movies as it is, you probably know that, or you know Stanley Kubrick, who was just an insane person, but he made amazing movies. Um, yeah, sorry if anyone's offended by that statement, but it's kind of true. It's Stanley Kubrick. No, he's like a, people hated working with him. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> Do it over again. Fuck off! I'm trying to get yeah. my job done. Well, there, there's a fun bit I think in um, The Shining where you know the Volkswagen that they drive to the hotel. Um, sure. I, I, I believe in me, so I don't know. No, well, it, it's a yellow Volkswagen. Here, and here's the thing: is like um, Stephen King, who The Shining's based off of, he was the author. At, he was the author, yes. Yeah. But he was adamant, apparently, that that Volkswagen was supposed to be a yellow, or wasn't supposed to be yellow, it was supposed to be red. And Stanley Kubrick was such an asshole that he made it so that scene where um, Scatman, uh, I, for, I forget his name in the movie, the the uh, head chef that gets killed with the axe, who's also a shine, knows The Shining. Um, when he's driving up to go back up the mountain, he passes a, an accident on the road with a semi truck and underneath the semi truck is pinned a red Volkswagen because Stanley Kubrick was basically making a fuck you to uh, Stephen King over that Jeez. shit. Cause that's Stanley oh. fucking it's Stanley Kubrick. We're talking about. He's a fucking crazy asshole. Yeah. It's, it, it, he's one of those people that you have to separate the person from the art. Yep. Yep. There's that thing like that's a theme we can visit a lot with a lot of the art that we like See, out there. I vaguely, vaguely remember this movie. It would have come out right after I grabbed in, in a year or two after I graduated high school. So it, it, it wasn't in that typical Friday night. Let's all go to the store and rent movies phase that that uh, that we did when I was in school. But it just fit. I mean, just seen what I've seen of it, it looks just so typical of all those sci-fi-y slash horror-y movies that came out about that time. What movie? Okay, what is it? I'm talking about Screamers. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I, I, for some reason, I was thinking you were going to talk about Event Horizon, which is, I, I suppose that oh, counts, that's, too. That's a completely different. I have never seen that movie. I've just seen screenshots oh, and trailers of it, and oh, it's just like... Crispy. My God. Really? It is listen, so up your listen, alley. I, I've seen some movies out there. There's just certain ones I haven't seen, and that's one of them. I like. I watched the movie Outland, which, if you have played Space Station 13 and you watch Outland, you're just like, yep, yep. The entire time, just uh, seeing different scenes like that. I've seen that before. I've done that before. Yep. I, I, yep. I still just... can't get over how horrible, horrible the kid, the, the actor who plays his kid in that movie was just god awful. In Outland? Yes. Yeah, he was oh. terrible. Oh. Awful. The, like, what? when the scene when Sean Connery is like trying to have this deep emotional moment and the kid just like, snot nose, just being like, you know, 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, daddy. <laughs> like, it's just, oh, man. And it's Sean Connery, so it's like, I'm not going to slap the woman. He tr- he tried. I don't he blame him. Yeah. But, like, no, he was, that kid was awful. Yeah, that, that no, was, that's a, the, that's that was a producer's grandson or something. Oh, yeah. It's just like, my son wants to be in the movie, so I put him in there. Oh. And then the kid is, has all the acting ability of cardboard. It, no, if he'd have just stood there and not said anything, it would have been better. Yeah. Or just like, we're going to give you some eye drops and you're going to cry in the background. You're going to cry, damn it. Or you're going <laughs> to cry or you're not getting your Atari. That would have been totally fine. Oh. Yeah, that would have been. You're going to put the fear of God in these method acting kids. Yeah. Uh, I've, I, when we eventually discuss that movie in length, I'm going to have to go back and read it because I have so many notes. Yeah. So, okay, I am going to talk about actually another Stanley Kubrick movie Oh, that I don't think people like, love enough. So, I, I have you guys ever watched Paths of Glory? No, but the name sounds oh. familiar. Kubrick made it. Um, it is... Of course Kubrick made it. Kubrick's yeah. insane enough. No, he doesn't, he hasn't made that many movies, but it's just That's this... not the point. <laughs> it's this horrific French... Um, World War One movie. It's not about the money. It's about sending a message. That was literally uh, it. I don't. Haleon, have you seen this? Ah, uh, it sounds familiar. I can't say that I have. Right okay. off hand. It's. Can you post the link? Ah, uh, yeah. There is the link on IMDb. House of Glory. Um, I believe that this one is Creative Commons at this point. I think I don't remember see this oh lord yes um i probably have okay i'm looking in the wrong window because the the first thing i see is 80 year old man fined with possession of german world war ii tanks so hold on let me go to the right window it's this like you get this beautiful world war one scenes of that is an interesting poster these trenches are these disgusting horror horrific things then you cut over to the French um, aristocracy basically being like, yeah, I think we should really make an attack at this time. Why? It's pretty good for my uh, my position. I'll, I have a, uh, <laughs> a thing in here. Yeah, and that sounds like World War One. Yeah, and it was done so fucking wonderfully of like, listen, let's say we, we send everyone out there to an attack. Let's say we lose 20% of the people from our own artillery, 50% of the people from enemy gunfire. That's 30% of our people in the enemy trenches. That's like 20,000 people. We can take them. This is why you don't let statisticians (laughs) dictate war policy, McNamara. And and you just see the commander, like, falling into a hole, and he's like, you want to kill... 70% 70% of our fucking men? Of my friends? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty fucked. <laughs> and, it's, and it's just this beautiful, like, movie of, like, no, we're gonna get down in the weeds on just how awful everything is. God, I love it. Hey. Hey. <laughs> yes, and it's got Kirk Douglas, so, I mean, shit. It's... No, 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 no. Every fucking actor is amazing. I fucking love this movie. It looks I like really, a good movie. Yeah, like, I, it's, I don't well, watch movies over and over again. I've watched this thing like three times. 
I've, yes. I, 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 I vaguely think this sounds familiar. I, I think this is one of those my dad like sat, probably sat me down and watched when I was a kid, like on a Saturday afternoon when it was on TV. I could see that. Yeah. I, I saw a lot of like old World War uh, One, World War Two movies with my dad having them on TV. Like, um, oh man, uh, Dirty Dozen, The Guns Dirty... of Navarone. Oh, Guns of Navarone was definitely one. Um, the a Great Escape. Band of Brothers. Well, the Band of Brothers is newer, so I don't think that counts. But um, hey, 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 we have a straw. Oh yeah. wow, he straw has appeared. I thought you said you were. We're okay. Did he just just what the fuck? I think he just uh, did a drive by. Yeah. Motherfucker just did an airplane at us. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Speaking of classic movies, we can talk about Airplane now that Stroll just fucking dropped yeah, that in but, our laps yeah, like a live grenade. Yeah, but I think everybody's seen is yeah. aware of Airplane. See, you say that, you say that, but I bet you there's some millennials listening to this fucking podcast right now that are just like, I have not seen Airplane. It's worth, it's worth a shot. <laughs> it, I don't know if the humor will super stand up at all points, but it's very fun. <laughs> I, I can't it's, promise that it is it is a it is one of those movies that even though there are entire probably an enti at least one entire generation who's never watched it and the next two probably never will everyone's aware of the memes from the movie oh mm -hmm. absolutely i would hope i picked the wrong day to stop sm sniffing glue right you ever seen the inside of a turkish prison <laughs> or the you know Good luck. We're all counting on you. Yes. Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> all right. So my movie is one that was actually pretty big. Oh, shit. That's right. We had a topic. Um, the, the, my next movie, it was a big movie. It had a hell of a cast. Um, it had uh, Robert Duvall, Taya Leone, Elijah Wood, among others. A hell of a cast, huge, huge budget. L big movie was incredibly emotional and dramatic. Uh, came out in 1998. There's a little movie called Deep Impact. Yo, which Deep just Deep Impact is a gem. It is a movie, one. huh? I've not watched it. Oh, okay. Oh, it's the a great movie. Deep Impact. It's a great movie. So basically what happens is a little boy, a high school kid who's an astronomer, uh, discovers what he thinks might be a new comet, sends it off to NASA, and they say, uh-oh, fuck no, that's not a comet. That's a goddamn asteroid headed right to us, and we've got like three years to do something about it because this is a life ender. So they send up – they uh, – and, and the, they send up a mission, it's called a Samaritan mission, to try to, to destroy it. Well, wah, wah, it doesn't work. Instead, it just splits it in two, and now there's two asteroids headed to Earth. And you got this the astronauts. Dumb. You've got the, no, 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 I'm just saying. You've got the astronauts up there sitting there now for weeks knowing that they've failed, no, just sitting around waiting for the Earth to die. You've got all the people 
on earth who for years are preparing for the for for the potentially for the worst and what is the emotional and societal impact on this like it is a very serious movie about how would society handle this and what would the individual told on individual people families relationships what would that cause that's why that's why the double entendre of deep impact it's the deep impact emotional of what something oh this, my pending, this pending disaster would have on the uh what i just realized that yeah it's it that what what would the real impact of this it's it's a movie about oh, a, of how a disaster affects us as human beings it, the fact that it's a video or is just kind of secondary it doesn't that's not really important it's that's really technically not the main point of the movie it is a brilliant deep just heartbreaking movie especially there's a scene at the very end uh that makes me cry every time I, I watch it, where there's a family that's about to be destroyed, and the uh, there's got uh, a kid shows up on a, on a motorcycle who can save one of them, just one of them. And so they send their daughter away with her infant's little sister to try to get away. And it breaks my heart and makes me cry every time. But the problem, the reason why no one remembers this movie, and the reason why it did not was not immensely successful is because it also happened to come out about the same summer as a little movie called Armageddon with Bruce Willis oh and Ben Affleck. God. And that's the asteroid movie that everybody flocked to and paid attention to because it was, you know, we're, we're oil drillers in space and it was dumb and can't Fucking Michael Bay. Deep Impact is a brilliant movie, in my opinion. Uh, Deep Impact to me is better than Armageddon because Armageddon can be solved in a single paradox that was brought up by, I believe, Ben Affleck on set to Michael Bay, where it was like, why don't you just train astronauts to use the drill? And Michael Bay told him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> so, a, a comet is discovered to be in a collision course with Earth as doomsday nears the human race races to prepare for the worst. Can I, I mean, just say... Uh, oh, sorry, finish your no, thought. No, no, I'm good. Um... There's one aesthetic that I think goes very well with uh, old movies, uh, particularly this. Well, obviously, it's in the sci-fi realm, what I'm about to say. But the aesthetic of cassette futurism, I think, really speaks very well to old science fiction movies. Um, That's a, you know, Blade Runner and Alien specifically are two examples that I can think of where it is the peak of cassette futurism. And I, I that's something that I think is so appealing about old sci-fi movies to the point where it's basically being replicated today in things like cyberpunk or what have you, you I'll, I'll, th I'll throw another one at you with peak cassette futurism uh another oft forgotten movie johnny mnemonic mm, that's one i haven't seen actually so i'd be interested uh, to see it. it's it's you if you watch that and you can see the evolution from like the the early like cassette futurism punk type aesthetic from the 80s to what the matrix becomes you can see yes. like, this is kind of that bridge, i can that, see that, what that, you mean where it bridges that gap i don't necessarily agree that they set out to make a cassette futurism like ah uh, this is the genre i think they were just making a future that they know of human beings are incredibly terrible at like figuring out like what the future is going to be like mm -hmm. and that's what the future was before they had optical media basically right 
Of course yeah. you, you have cassettes in the future. That's what the, the highest end of technology is. Isaac Asimov, it, um, when he's talking about the far, far flung super future, he's talking about vacuum tubes. Like, come on, we, we evolved past it. But the fact that he lives at that time, that's what he thinks the future is. Just like now, we think that the future is transistors and circuitry. When there's a real chance, it's not. I've not hit her is bullshit. Transistors are very good, and they've been around for <laughs> 50 years or so. They're not going to be around forever. There's going to be better things. Dude, I just have a horrifying thought. Is the room a classic movie now? Uh, when you say classic, do you mean people watch it? Or it is it good? <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> I will tell you that there, is, I just read an article the other day where there is, uh, I cannot remember which actor, but there is a, as a, as a well thought of uh, actor who is in active pre-production on getting a, a, not a reboot, a remake of The Room. Oh my God. Like not, not, not the, you know, to make fun of it, to just remake it. Is it Nicolas Cage? No, <laughs> no, because yeah. that would be making fun of it. I want to see that movie. Mm. Put the bunny back in the box. <laughs> mm. Speaking of classic movies, Con Air is absolutely a classic movie. I don't care who the fuck you are. If you don't like Con Air, you can get out. Well, again, but that's one that everybody's seen. I've not seen it. Okay, you've heard of it? Oh, oh I've, shit, I've look heard... at that. Yeah, I've heard of it, but like, I've just never really sat down and watched it. I don't yeah. watch a lot of like rah-rah patriotism stuff. It's not rah-rah patriotism. No, this, it's not. This is I, I looked at the first eh, I don't know. I, I guess I, I, I Bonner don't know. is not patriotism. It's Nicolas Cage as a fucking molded motherfucker on a plane Cameron, with Yeah. He he was a he's a he was a Marine who got in a fight on his uh on his way home to meet his little girl that he'd never seen before and accidentally because he's such a highly trained uh motherfucker he accidentally killed a guy and gets sent to alcatraz oh like normal okay effectively not alcatraz he gets he gets sent to know, you're, you're mixing it up with the I'm, rock i'm mixing up the rock movie. but so basically there he's he's supposed to, he's getting out he's supposed to be going home but they're also transporting a bunch of other really bad dudes from that. Yeah, they got John Malkovich to another prison, and he's just hitching a ride. Technically, he's hitching a ride on this Con Air flight, basically, to get home. Well, of course, the convicts take over the and hijack the plane, and so he's basically got to Air Force be Harrison Ford, you know, and get the hell off my plane to save the day. Except he's like, put the bunny back in the box. Mm-hmm. Y'all watch very different movies than me. <laughs> Do you want me to talk about a cat attack of the killer tomatoes? Because I will. Okay, now you're getting into Ultra Camp. Uh, yeah. I will listen. Ultra Camp. You think the Ultra <laughs> Camp is the, your ally? I you merely adopted it. I was born by it, molded by it. <laughs> when I was born, I looked at Saw and I was bored. <laughs> All right, what's your next one, Jay? Okay. Have you ever, ever watched Night of the Hunter? No, I can't yes. say I have. Oh, it's a fucking beautiful movie. Post it's, 
It's so good. I fucking love it. Um, it's a nineteen fifty another nineteen fifties movie, and it is just this man going up to a widowed wife, and just like re- that's the movie that you want to watch if you want to uh, want to see some real emotional manipulation going on. Oh, it I is can imagine. It is intense, fat, and oh, it's so fucking good. I love it so much. I, I don't know why. I don't want to spoil anything, but like, he's a very evil preacher, but he he tells good sermons. So suddenly everyone's like, oh, yeah, of course you should go uh, be with him. He's so wonderful and nice. Yeah, <laughs> it's, oh. it's like it's like nineteen fifties gaslighting. Yeah, it's, it's 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 a very it's one of those characters that like you you detest by watching it from the outside, but you're also riveted by. Yeah, you, you can't stop watching him as he's just driving a woman to suicide, basically. Yeah. My God, Robert Mitchum. Huh? Oh yes, I, I need to watch more of it. He's he was extremely good in that movie. Hmm. So, I'm going to drop one in from 2004. It's 19 years, so it almost qualifies as old. If, listen, oh, wait, no, that actually breaks the rule that I posited earlier, where if we're talking classic movies, if it's old enough to buy alcohol, it's a classic movie. Well, in Europe it is, which is, only, right. which is where, this, right. where this particular movie actually was. If it's a European much, movie, it counts. It's not a European movie, but it was far more successful overseas than it was here. You're far more successful overseas. Oh, man, I wish. Um, huge, again, huge cast. Aesthetically brilliant. Brilliant. It's the entire movie is eye candy. Um, I think part of what takes a lot of people out of it is probably 99% of the movie was shot on green screen. Uh, but it's got everything it has adventure it has drama it has romance it has fucking uh basically p51 mustangs that can convert into submarines it's got giant flying robots it's got everything it is bonkers and awesome and of course i am talking about the 2004 classic sky captain in the world of tomorrow oh my Mm. fuck Nobody went and saw it. Nobody really thinks and talks about it, but it is an amazing movie. I know the movie you're talking about, and that's one that I wish I would have seen because I remember seeing the trailers for it. I was like, this is fucking awesome. It was randomly on Netflix, and I was like, wow. No kidding. I didn't like it. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm not saying that. (laughs) It's it's not Citizen Kane. It's not, you know, (laughs) it's not a brilliantly written movie. But visually, for fun, for awesomeness, for just in a visually captivating uh, spectacle, uh, it's off the charts, in my humble opinion. I can agree with that statement. I watched it, and I hated it, and I didn't bother watching it again. I was like, no, I'm good. You don't like anything. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I no, like you... my old boring shit. You watch the prices right like my fucking grandmother. Uh, it's got a 6.1 on IMDb. That's reasonable, right? Uh, the one I'm going to recommend next uh, has 6.9. Nice. Oh, boy. Nice. I can't wait for this. Uh, what about Crispy? It's your, your turn. 
Oh, am I talking about old classic movies that I enjoy? Oh, fuck. I got a list. If I had to pick a favorite, um, oh, shit. Um, I really enjoyed the extended cut of Aliens. Uh, I thought that was a really great movie. Uh, Aliens? That, 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 the, the sequel to Alien? Yeah. Although Alien was a fun watch as well. Um, wait, wait, hang on. Did you fucking say just Alien was just, you know, a fun watch? No, it's good as well. I'm just saying okay. I prefer Aliens as a, as a sequel compared to the original. That's all oh. I'm saying. That's oh. a personal preference. Game over, man. Listen. Listen. Oh, I'm so disappointed listen. in you. Listen. All right. First of all. Listen to Jason. They're just like, like flick shaming us. Let me tell you. Let's hear you little shit. All right. The alien, alien movie. That was James Cameron stole a plot from that from a short story called The Dark Destroyer. I know that because I have a copy of it on my fucking bookshelf. James Cameron stole all of his ideas from other short, yeah. sci short sci-fi books. Yeah, he's not particularly creative. That's not his strong suit. That's what I'm saying. Avatar is just dances with wolves in space with blue cat people. And if you look on this photo here, you will see that back into the left are the aliens from the abyss. Back into the I, left. I, I don't mind it. I, I'm perfectly okay with that with for him. Yeah, I, to be fair, Jay, I'm I'm also with you. If you make a good movie and I can enjoy it, I I don't care if it's basically just rehashing another another. Yeah. Um, I will say, in terms of like serious picks um, of old movies that I like, a lot of it is like older sci-fi, just because I really enjoy that stuff. I thought Outland was a great movie when I watched it, um, and I definitely see the Space Station Thirteen connection with Outland. <laughs> I'm sh I'm sure you do as well, Jay. Yeah. Kind of, kind of not, because I'll be honest, I didn't feel the same Space Station 13 as everyone else did, but... Look, I didn't see any murderous cons, but there was definitely a lot of points in the movie, and I was like, yeah, I can see that. Well, okay, the reason why is because we were, when you're, ugh, when they made it, it was a western, and so, yeah, it was a mining town. So, yeah, that's how you set everything up. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I, I was willing to, like, ignore all the like the stupid shit because that's not the point of the movie yeah because because by the time we can establish a a huge mining colony on the jupiter's moon of io the the best method of uh defense be it personal or be it through uh martial forces is the pump action shotgun still yeah, yeah man. <laughs> 12 gauge is eternal which, you know, that doesn't come into play later on, you know, with projectiles that can cause, you know, holes and stuff and, and decompression. That's not at all thing that happens at any point in the movie. Definitely not. No, absolutely. Actually, to me, the, the, the whole Outland thing. Okay, we're just we're doing Outland cast now. Let's. All right. I, I, I want to I still got a, a thing that I want to terrify Christy think, with. Please do. Crispy, have you ever watched Tetsuo the Iron Man? No, I Ooh, have not. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Okay. This is the most fucked up movie I've seen in a since oh, yeah. I watched this when I was a teen. I think this I is... know the movie you're talking about. It's like a body horror movie. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's, it's incredibly deeply fucked up. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, as I honestly, okay, as a teenager, I just farted around on Netflix a whole bunch and just checked the bottom of the barrel because they had a good bottom of the barrel. First of all, time. you being a teenager with Netflix makes me feel old, but continue. Back in my day, Netflix yeah. was still a mail order business and you had to wait three days to get your DVDs. Exactly. And I did too. I'll have you know. Crispy, you're not that much older than me. You're like a year older than me. I was a glam in your father's eye. <laughs> anyway, Tattoo of the Iron Man is this gruesome as fuck movie where this character is slowly becoming more and more metal over time. Uh, literally. Um, I think the first part of the movie, he rips his leg open and sees rebar growing inside, covered oh, in metal. Yeah, it's fucking nasty. Uh, I think it's covered in like um, grubs or some shit. It that fucked with me um, for a good bit. I was like, it was wild. It didn't make any fucking sense either. Oh no, no, it's it's a. No. It, it is a, it's like if Kojima wrote a horror movie, body horror movie. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Like, it's just weird. And I've seen it once, and this was, was when I was in high school. It was one of those just like, you know, me and a couple of friends one night were cruising the video store, and it's like, oh, this looks interesting. Tetsuo the Iron Man. No idea what it is. Oh, it's it like in. Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. And it was, well, Absolutely. Iron Man wasn't, nobody gave a shit about Iron Man back then. This was a 1989 movie, by the way. Yeah, uh, the best anyone, quality. Anyone, but it's just like it starts, and you're just like, "What the fuck is going on? Holy, what, what, what?" It's like you just keep asking yourself, "What the fuck is going on? Why is this happening? This makes no sense." Oh my god, that's that's horrible. Nah. But you can't stop watching it. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, good pull, Jay. Yeah. All right. That's a fucking crazy movie. You don't want to know another good classic series of movies you need to watch. Vincent mm -hmm. Price movies. You Vincent know, Price is a fucking treasure. One of my kids is very into the classic uh, Universal Monsters. So, like, all the original, you know, like, the, the Wolfman, the, the original Phantom of the Opera, all, you know, all that shit. Oh, right. So, nice. my, my next movie, I'm not going to call it a great movie. I'm going to call it a movie that deeply impacted my childhood and the childhood of, of my spouse. Um, it is only a 6.7 on IMDb. Uh, oh, bad. It, Terrible. No uh, one should watch it then. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is, this is a movie that came out in 1981 uh, that played pretty much every couple of months on one of the you know broadcast local broadcast channels at some point particularly during the the fall and in a small southern town four vigilantes wrongfully execute a mentally challenged man but after the court sets them free mysterious accidents begin to kill them off one by one and of course i'm talking about dark night of the scarecrow that's a fun movie. And basically, long story short, exactly what it sounds like. These four guys kill this mentally challenged guy who they think is guilty of a crime that he wasn't. And his spirit comes back after they're let free and inhabits a scarecrow that goes around killing them. And this movie freaked me out when I was a kid, but it 
terrified my wife to the point where she can't even look at a scarecrow now. Wow. It, it's a, it's one of those like low budget, not good eighties horror movies. Oh, I know. But at the same time, everybody's giving all the entire cast is really giving it their all. And it's got that, you know, if you've ever watched the original, uh, Friday the 13th, no. Yeah. Friday the 13th. It's not a great horror movie, but it's really good on playing up the, the suspense and the, the, you know, like the, you know, how you get the anxiety. And that's what this movie is where, you know, the, you just have this scarecrow that you don't, it's kind of like Bruce the shark in Jaws. You don't really see it a lot, but when you do, it's just, it, it makes it, when you do, it's much more effective as far as like, you know, scaring you. As much as I know you like horror movies, Crispy, you, you should check this one out. Keep that in mind. Um, let me grab the worst movie that I've watched. Have you all ever watched Haosu? What so? Oh, Crispy, this is your jam. This is oh, a is terrible fucking Japanese horror movie. It is... Mm, it is... Oh. Oh, and didn't they end up remaking this with the same I, I, name? They did an American version, but it had nothing to do with it. I honestly don't know. Like inspired by that, it was it was another one of those like dumb, hilariously bad movies. Yeah, this is hilariously bad. Like, oh no, my. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up and see because I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah. Well, tell us about it. Um, Hausu is a movie where. A bunch of it's a haunted house movie, basically, but the it's not particular. The story isn't interesting. The special effects are to die over. Um, I don't know how to describe this movie without just showing the movie. It's oh god, I I am actually literally at a loss for words. Wow, like. It is so terrible, but so earnest in its terribleness. Um, it, I think the issue was, oh yeah, okay, no. So Halsu was um oh seven. No, this movie uh doesn't even have a handful of Japanese girls moving places, moving into places. Yep. Yeah, the one you're talking of is seventy seven. Yes. If you just like skip around on the trailer, you can see some of the this is a terrible audio medium i'm sorry everyone <laughs> hey, it's not your fault you record it in such shitty dp <laughs> no i'm just watching the trailer again it's still everything that i remember but worse uh there, there's one scene like relatively in the middle um late-ish part of the movie where a lady is, where one of the uh, girls is playing the piano, and the piano shuts on her fingers, and then it cuts she loses her, her fingers. Yeah, yeah, and then just start, it starts of like she eating her. It's, it's and it's with the terrible CGI at the time. I don't think they had CGI in '77. Um, they not had, very well. Like, they had Batman sort of like POW CGI, basically. Oh, okay. And that's what they did. So animated cell stuff. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's legitimately worth just watching completely um, 
with without any sort of extra information. Just you don't even need to read Japanese to watch the damn thing. <laughs> it is just all in. And you know exactly what's gonna happen every time, and they do it, and it's bad, and it's fucking wonderful. Nice. I can imagine. It's one of those it's so awful that you you everyone should see it. Yes. It's it's one of those it's so bad it comes all the way back around to be exquisite. Basically, yeah, and I don't like stuff like the room where it's sort of made badly unintentionally, but like there's no effort put into it. This has a lot of effort to it. Anyone that says that Tommy was so as a genius about the room is full of shit. Oh no, no, no. He's he's bad. Like don't lie to yourself. He's a bad director. Wait for all the hate that we get. <laughs> Tommy Wiseau comes in and just goes, how dare you? He's bullshit. Yeah, it's... To me, I want a bad movie to be earnest in what it is. Yeah. and I want it to be like yeah. Aqua Teen Hunger Force levels of bad. Even... I didn't like Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Get the fuck they, out of this chat. They... <laughs> A bad move, a bad movie that's not trying to make a bad movie. They're trying yeah. to do everything they can with. And, and they're really trying hard. It's just they just don't have anything to work with. Yeah, yeah, I I get that. I get that. You got a new any more crispy? Uh, hmm. that's a good question. Um, oh man, there's a lot of like terrible like horror movies i can think of but it, it there's so many where it's just like i i don't know it it you can get like into the same sort of track just talking about them all just you know but um if i had to think of something outside horror movies um hmm. uh there's been some bruce campbell movies that i've seen that have just been fucking great like there's this um uh, well, she, that's the problem is I don't know how current they are. I feel like they're more current, like early 2000s, but... Like, like Bubba Hotep? Yeah, that's definitely one of them. <laughs> or the one where it's like Alien Armageddon, where they're basically fighting Mantis people. What the hell? Oh, it's uh, great. It's like they were astronauts and they came back to Earth and the Mantis people had taken over Earth. And um, Bruce Campbell is basically like... I forget what his degree is, but I think it's to do with, like, slugs or something. And he ends up being, like, this... He's like, I'm a doctor, and just, like, healing all these people. Oh, man, there's a movie to talk about. It's, like, all the fucking uh, Evil Dead Army of Darkness movies. You know, those movies are just absolute gems. Bruce Campbell's such a great movie actor. <laughs> yeah, I, I also do... Don't worry, I do like his stuff. I'm not oh, that yeah. far gone. I would hope so. I was gonna say if you don't like Bruce Campbell, like you just <laughs> you're you're just you have no soul. No, no, no. I do like his stuff. Um, I don't. The the issue is I don't think he's. It's not one of those so good it's so bad it's good. It's just fucking good. Yeah, it's Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Like whatever he's in, you know the movie's gonna be great. Um, I if I had to right. pick one where he wasn't in it. That was like a bad B movie that was good. Um, oh man, there's a lot of one. Uh, like the stuff was a funny movie because it was just like this alien organism was basically like this yogurt that people were buying and just eating and just becoming infected by the stuff. It was just oh, I remember that. 
yeah no it and it was just ridiculous um as for other movies uh there's there's one that i can just summarize with a single phrase that i think people should go watch even if it's just for this one scene and that movie is garbage day oh god yeah silent night deadly night 2 it's such a stupid cheesy movie but i totally think people should watch it just because of how dumb it is oh all right i'm i'm gonna throw out i don't want to uh derail what we've got going on here so but we could have an entire episode on just the trauma films universe oh my god films jay are you not familiar with trauma no the toxic avenger oh no i've never never seen the talk of toxic nukem buki man nypd no i've not seen him oh okay so there is an entire uh, filmography from a studio called Troma that is just the dumbest, most awful, most horrible is not the word I'll use. But it's just like you were saying where they're all trying really hard, but they have zero budget and, and just ridiculous concepts. Like it's so bad, it's funny. Oh, yeah. So, but I, again, don't want to derail. Put a pin in that. We'll talk about trauma later. Absolutely. So the next movie I want to bring up is one I think I've mentioned possibly on the pod before. It's uh, from 1984. It's only a 5.6, which is fair. But I would describe it as a sci-fi swashbuckling comedy adventure. And in the distant future, water is scarce. And space pirates, a couple of space pirates, get caught stealing ice from a spaceport. They're sold to a princess who is desperately searching for her father, who went missing, looking for a planet abundant with water. And of course, I'm speaking of the ice pirates. What? What? Yep. This movie was constantly on one of the broadcast channels when I was a kid. It is hilarious. It is over the top. It is also awesome. It's got robots doing fisticuffs. It has uh, time dilation where where characters get uh, hilariously older in a very short period of time. Is um, this ha- one of those? I we saw this Star Wars thing. We can do a Starzy's Wars. It sounds very no, much no, no, no. like it's, that. It's it's completely. It's not serious though. Like okay. It, it's got sci-fi in it that's actually pretty is it well. Like Spaceballs. No, it's 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 Spaceballs is way over the top. This is over oh, the yeah. top, but this is like not. It's like it's it's funny, but at the same time they also make it. They also do some you know cool stuff too, right? Like it's it, it's they balance the the cool sci-fi and adventure swashbuckly stuff with the funny, um, like. Th- all you need to know about this movie is one phrase to give you an idea of what you're going for. Space herpes. Oh my god. Herpes. <laughs> In the Space Station 13 lingo. But it's it is absolutely a movie you should see. It, it, it because especially you, Crispy, since you like some of the movies that are just so silly that they're awesome. Oh, I'd watch it. It is it is a it is a 
good, good time. And if, if we can ever sit down and do another uh, movie watch, I would definitely be down for watching this with you guys. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm totally up for watching something again. That'd be pretty fun. Okay. Um, have you guys ever actually sat down and watched the old movie Stalker? I'm familiar with it, but no, I have not. Okay. Oh, God. It's, it's a weird one, but I think is interesting enough. Well, it's based more off of Strugatsky's Roadside Picnic. No, than it's believe. not. No, it's fucking not. No, the movie, the book, and the video games all basically only kind of sort of not really relate to each other. I see. Yeah. Um, hmm. it's a I don't very. Think I've seen this one. It's a very slow Russian movie. Actually, I don't know if it is Russian. I think it's Soviet because that was back Soviet, when the Soviet yeah. Union was still together. Yeah, it's it's just a um. Okay, are you familiar with the idea of Stalker? At least yes. It's basically these beings came to our world. And basically left behind their refuse, their trash, as they would consider it. But to us, it's advanced relics. It's wild and amazing things that are far beyond our comprehension. And you basically have these people called stalkers that go into these zones where the visitors came that have been quarantined because of the things that are in them uh, to try and retrieve artifacts from there to sell. Uh, And those artifacts can really fuck things up and there are also things that are like wild like room temperature superconductors self-replicating nanomaterials things like that uh not even that specific more there's just like broad things like hey this room will grant your wish oh yeah like extremely like weird shit um in the movie, they don't get into any of the weird shit, but in the book, uh, they absolutely do. In the video game, it turns everyone into monsters. Not interesting, but par for the course. Hmm. Uh, but the movie is a very, very slow, like, back-to-nature sort of thing. You're Early on, you're comparing, like, oh no, the city is this horrific, trashy thing, and as soon as a stalker gets back into the zone the first thing that they do is just dive directly into the grass and just start breathing uh, true again, basically. Hmm. It's... I don't know if I would recommend people watch it, but it is really interesting. This is an interesting movie. None of you should ever watch it. Please, never, never, never put yourself through it. No, 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 no. no. I'm not saying (laughs) never watch it. I'm saying my... If I recommend something... I am being completely, like, serious about it. Well, when you I recommend things, it's just like, oh, God, I'm going to need an encyclopedia for this. No, 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 no. That's why I recommended Crispy that you should watch Haosu. Because it'll fucking... Oh, God. <laughs> yes, it's weird as fucking shit, and you will love it, and it's full of mon- monsters and bad special effects. I don't doubt that. Oh, those are two things that we know Crispy likes. Yes, I was just at a horror convention this weekend. It was great. They probably would... You could probably find some DVDs of Haosu there. I probably could have. I found some real fun DVDs like The Road Lawyers, which is something I sent to Tex. 
Oh jeez, road, road lawyer. Sending him your garbage now. He listen. <laughs> if anyone's gonna appreciate that shit, it's gonna be Tex because he loves the knife fight city level bullshit, and that's basically what it was. I saw some canon films in that pile as well. So nice. I I know my schlock. <laughs> Don't I watch Chuds, good sir? Like Chuds. Why? Not prequel to Home Alone. <laughs> Judge, cannibalistic human humanoid underworld dwellers. Yes. Why would you watch that movie? It's bad. Because it was great. I love that kind of shit. All right. I got blame one my more. fiance. No, I blame you. She has good taste. No, contraire, mon frere. You should see some of the things we've watched together. Hey, hey, hey. She chose you. She did. Oh, there I stand by my statement. Anyway. One last thing. Uh, I have a movie from what year is that? 1998. It's only a 6.0 on IMDb. But oh boy, that's not a I, glowing recommendation. I think it is an oddly compelling and interesting movie where way off in the future, uh, when man has gone to the stars, there is a soldier who's essentially been born, bred, and raised from birth to just be a soldier. He doesn't even really have a last name. He has a first name and a number. Is and it, that's all he's done to do. And I know this movie. at one point, eventually they determine that they birth the next generation of soldiers, and he's obsolete. So he literally just gets dumped on a, on a garbage planet, planet. On a garbage planet where he ends up uh, being taken in about a community of, you know, Garbage pickers, people that are just living on this planet, living off the detritus of the uh, the galactic government and military until they try to come and clear them out and he helps them fight back. And I'm speaking of the 1998 movie Soldier. I love that movie. That's such a fun Russell. movie. It is a good, it is a, you know, it's not a great movie. But it's a good movie. It's got a That's really what I'm good saying. story. It's a fun movie. Yeah, it's got a good message behind it. There's good action. Um, it's got a great cast. Uh, let's see. Who, who you got? You got Kurt Russell. You got Jason Isaacs. Sean Pertwee. Gary Busey. Gary Busey is in this movie. What? Yeah. Like, like so you know that's got going to have like a certain level of like fucked up over the topness that is worth watching, right? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely say it's it's definitely worth having a look. Absolutely, yes. That's I remember that movie. I used to see that on TV a lot. It was such a fun little movie. Ever seen that one, Jay? Uh no. Yeah. Sorry. No, uh, not surprised. I, I don't want my movie watching things is either old like things from like the six fifties and sixties and maybe the seventies to modern. For some reason, my like my movie watching stuff skipped over the eighties and nineties. Wow, oh, you have deprived yourself. No, Absolutely. it's just. Have you ever watched Yo Jimbo? It's a fucking good ass movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's wonderful. And I, I I'm there with you. Like, there's there's a movie um, that I have a. Uh, a particular affinity for from um just a second from uh 1959 that my dad and i used to watch uh i remember us watching it together 
it's a silly movie um, set in World War II. It's, it's got a 7.2 on IMDb, uh, but it's Cary Grant and Tony Curtis. And it's about a uh, uh, submarine crew that takes on a bunch of, uh, I think it's a bunch of orphans. And... Oh, I thought you were talking about uh, the the German <laughs> World yeah. War, the German submarine. Okay. No, this American submarine, but they take on like uh, um, a uh, group of army nurses. Yeah, it's a group. They take on a group of army nurses. They're trying to, they're supposed to be moving them from uh, one locale to another. And, uh, ha- you know, before, just before they start to leave on their voyage, they need to repaint the ship because it's, you know, that's what they need to do. They're going to, you know, it's time to, you know, for whatever, you know, just prevent corrosion and stuff. Well, his XO is a bit of a con man and there's not enough paint available. So he, uh, he says, we'll go out and scrounge some, find what you can. He's like, well, all I can find is, you know, we need X number of gallons of, of paint. Well, all I can find is half of that in red and half of that in white. I said, well, um, we just need this as a base coat. So just mix it together and paint the ship. And then we've got, we've got enough of the gray and we'll just paint it over. So they paint the ship and it's a Pepto-Bismol. It's a, it's a submarine painted like a Pepto-Bismol pink at the moment. But before they have a chance to paint over it, there's a Japanese attack, and they have to leave and go out to sea. So there's this weird pink-colored submarine out, and they've got nurses on board with seamen, and there's you know silly shenanigans and thing. Um, it, it's not a, it, it's it's just kind of a silly little movie of its time, Operation Petticoat. Well, see, it's funny you mentioned that though. You said the Pepto Bismol pink. There is actually a camouflage pattern that the British were experimenting with called the Pink Panther that they actually painted, I think, some ships and as well as their SAS uh, R, uh, Range Rovers that they had, or their Land Rovers that they had. They painted this color, and it's it's very much, like you said, a Pepto-Bismol pink. So there is some truth to that uh, in terms of things that were tested. So that's interesting that you put that out there, you know. Again, it's just a silly little movie, but it's one that oh, I remember enjoying yeah. and seeing multiple times watching it with my dad as a kid. And that's the fun thing, is you get these cheesy movies that are just, like, nostalgic looks at, you know, things of the past. You know, I had movies like that that I watched with my dad, too. You know, like the original Star Wars, for example. Hey, are you calling the original Star Wars cheesy? No, I would never, ever suggest that Star Wars was cheesy. It's Certainly never. not. There, it's a serious thing. Remember, they talk about business and trades, right? Yeah, yeah. That's not the original issue. Star Wars. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, might we, be your Star Wars. That's not my Star Wars. <laughs> oh, uh, there's nothing I love more than talking about taxation t- and trade relegations. Yeah. Oh. Uh. Okay, we've had our obligatory Star Wars <laughs> reference. <laughs> How many episodes are we going to talk about Star Wars? Oh, Christ. All of them. All of them. All of the episodes. <laughs> I'm surprised it took us this long. You best start believing in Star Wars podcasts. You're in one. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> well, at least it's not suddenly an anime podcast. Oh, Jesus. I would kill myself. <laughs> no. I don't think that's. I don't think we're in any danger of, of falling into that. We don't do. want it. If I we're do. gonna get into, if we're gonna get into anime, I'm gonna be starting to drink straight liquor. Like, 
I don't watch anime. I'm not afraid of it. One of us. One <laughs> of us. <laughs> it's I not all the... anime me. There's just certain points where it's like I'm scraping the abyss of madness. It's like I'm in an H.P. Lovecraft story. Mm. There's plenty of tentacles to pull up. Yes, there's, there's more than enough tentacles to go around. Huh. And with that, I think we can call it a night. <laughs> yeah, I think we've hit, we're starting to get into some cursed waters. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, any final thoughts? Stay in school, kids. Oh, everybody, anyone, you know, all the the, you know, tens of people that might potentially hear this one day, look up these movies, get, at least give them a fair shake. You know, give them 20, 30 minutes. Um, some of them are absolutely worth your time, and some of them, them are at least worth watching to have the cultural reference. Watch them in the privacy of your own home. There's always YouTube if you want to see the important clips. For example, do not watch the entirety of Saturday Night Deadly Night 2. Just look up the Garbage Day clip. Please. I promise um, you, the movie is not worth it. Also, Haosu has titties in it. Um, Tetsuo the Iron Man has a real bad scene with a drill. Oh. It's, yeah. Well, it's fair to say that pretty much all the movies made from the late 70s through the mid-90s are going to have, whether they're horror, sci-fi, whatever, there's going to be some naked breasts in them yeah. because that's just how you yeah. do it. Yeah, that that is a trend that is eternal. That is that is yeah. way past these movies. All right, this has been the Ogs Unplugged. Goodbye, everybody. Huh, that was oddly insightful, like philosophy at a Waffle House. <laughs>